to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Yes! <laughs> Last week, the party took the spoils of their battle in the north and headed back to the southern island. After discovering the Allglorp's uh, unique way of dealing with the air elementals that had begun appearing all over that island, our adventurers chatted with the ancient goo creature about their many plots and plans. Ever the amenable ally, the Allglorp seemed excited and even impressed about some of their ideas, and we last left the crew being escorted to some sort of exhibition regarding the bombs the Allglorp has said it will provide. What sort of demonstration does the Allglorp have in store? Will it bolster the party's confidence in their ability to defeat the beast? And how many more Bizdiras are running around the Southern Island without our Bizdira knowing about it? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. I don't like That's what the readers want to know. That's, That's what, what the, the readers want to know. <laughs> y'all, as I started, this was the this is episode 235, I believe, in our count. And it is the first time in a very long time that I, like, paid attention to the words I was saying at the beginning of the intro. And about halfway through, uh, welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazz Hands. Those, like, come out automatically now. But about mm-hmm. halfway through the first sentence, I started thinking about it. And I almost tripped up because I was like, mm-hmm. what are what are words? How do <laughs> sentence? Don't you hate it when that happens? Truly. I was like, welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friend. friend when I'm you- a dungeon master who's not nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And lives <laughs> sometimes, in yes. a city. When you actually start what? listening to the words you're saying and you're like, yes. why do they sound like that? Mm-hmm. It was why, so confusing. Why this specific sequence of sounds? Why is that what I'm using? Now I'm thinking about it. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> Was yeah, it? No. Is it like I think it's a How I Met Your Mother episode where they say one word so many times? Correct me oh, if I'm wrong. Oh yes, yes. But I don't remember what it, the word is. Yeah, but there's like, for example, appointment, 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 <laughs> appointment, appointment, appointment. I mean, I know that's not the word that they say. It's something like <laughs> zero or like something completely ridiculous. Zero. But <laughs> it, it's if this the same were a Thirty Rock episode, Karen would know. Yeah, that's, that's true. Very true. I would know if it was Thirty Rock. <laughs> yeah. I want to say well, the word was shrimp, but I don't know why. It's, oh. It wasn't, but that is a really good example of a word yeah. that sometimes mm-hmm. doesn't fit right in your mouth. Yep. It feels like there shrimp. was a sort of chewy, mm-hmm. like, tongue and teeth sound in the word. Yeah. Shrimp. A chewy tongue <laughs> and teeth sound. Well, how else would you describe SHR in on the yeah. spur of the moment? Well, um, it's going to be so much fun to listen to. Purse. <laughs> I would say purse lips. I might say purse chewy. lips. How do you say sure with purse lips? Shrimp. I do, think of, I do think of chewy as like the back of your teeth, but I get mm-hmm. why like you're cutting into it with the front of your teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually uh, meant like more yeah, sure. maybe gnashed was better. I was thinking more of the transition mm. from the R to the vowel shrimp. Mm. shrimp. That feels chewy to me. Yes. Y'all, I, I don't know him. what is happening. This is so weird. <laughs> I kind of like this conversation, though. It doesn't always have to be media recommendation. That We can we can talk about the deeper things in life, you know? Yeah. Well, Alex and I just had a text thread along a similar line of this. I sent him a TikTok of someone, like, messing up. Or not messing up a word. What was it? It was like if you're the kid who was in class counting how many kids in front of you to make sure you didn't get like the word. What was the word? Because the word like could could be like an inappropriate word. And so like if you read it wrong and so you're making sure you don't get that word. And then him and I had this conversation about how some words do that. 
And then Uranus. Two, oh, yeah, I'll give you one more guess as to what it is. Oh, I, I have no idea. It's not Uranus, no. is it? Organism. Yeah, organism. Now that's a thirty rock episode. Yes. Yes. But organism in public. It, it actually which, is. Which my friend did actually have that happen where she said orgasm. Well, <laughs> well, it was kind of an interesting um, like situation where we were in study hall and we didn't realize the teacher was like pacing back and forth um, like in our row or whatever. And she was reading out loud and she went orgasm. I mean, organism, because she was just being a, a high schooler. And little did she know that the teacher was directly in front of her as she was making this joke. <laughs> And she looked up. She was terrified. She was. We were like fourteen years old. We were like freshmen. <laughs> and now I'm like, we're the age of the teacher. Like, right. and now I know, I'm like, I would kind of still giggle. think it's funny. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. But if I was fourteen and had done that, I would have shriveled up and died uh-huh. in the classroom right then. <laughs> Thoroughly embarrassed. <laughs> we were talking about how like sh- there's a lot of Shakespeare that does that, and like mm. where oh, yeah. I'm, I can't. I'm gonna slow this down so far. Where for art thou, Romeo? I was always afraid to say where fart thou, yeah. So, and there's something that you say at the end of the outro that every time you say it, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna say something inappropriate. You I'm- on titties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there is something that you say, and I'm not gonna point it out, but you're probably gonna figure it out. Oh, no, in the outro. Huh? In the outro. God. Okay. Well, so if we're gonna suspense. get to the outro, we, we have, have to start playing. I have one more thing to say before oh, we play the game. Go ahead. We still have to talk about the Mandela effect. Oh. So we're just oh, going like, to keep saying. Next episode? Yeah, we're just okay, going to keep okay. saying that we're going to do it and I'm we'll never get to it. Bookmark that. <laughs> we're all like serious enough about doing this that like at least two of us just went and made a note so that we don't forget next week. Because Which is weird because it does yeah. feel like that's more notes than have been taken by not all, but most of this cast in almost six years. We <laughs> You mean me, have- right? Me. Excuse oh, me. me. <laughs> I have my notebook right here in front of me. Okay. How many pages are filled of six years of uh, campaign Many. Three fourths of this notebook, dare I say. I know. I, that shouldn't have come for you. Really, I was just coming for Lydia. Yeah, it's, that's it, thank it's you. Me. No, you want to know it's funny? The first page of my notes starts on the South Southern Island. So this is really appropriate. That's not. <laughs> all right. Let's play D&D. <laughs> the first time. I have and... just a lot of names of characters written down in mine. Like, that was like eight seasons in, Lydia. <laughs> I'm not a note. <laughs> the page that says you are flick when I was flick for a while. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. that's a memory page. You guys, we have to play. We have to play. Let's do it. Let's play. Terrible transition. All right. So we last left you all. Uh, you had gone through a whole list of things with the Oglorp about plans, and and most of them had sort of, uh, you know, you'd gotten very happy returns. Uh, it seems like a lot of your plans are uh, the Oglorp is on board for, enthusiastic about, and are gonna work. The last thing that you all uh, asked about. No, no. Okay. Snap, snap. Hair flip. Sorry. (laughs) She started it. (laughs) Continue. The last we left you all, uh, you had asked about the living is too scary a word to use in this situation, but the the Glorp people bombs that the Oglorp has apparently been creating and amassing for... A, a long time because they are a product of the ability that the evocation key, uh, which is the one key that the Oglorp is attuned to, it's one of the abilities that it gives. And that was the last thing you asked about. And the Oglorp said, Oh, yeah, it said something along the lines of, Come with me, I want to show you something. 
The four of you, the two Bizdiras, the Sniv, and the Marco, head out, leading somewhere that you all have not been before in the Allglorps underground tunnels, um, which is not as as perhaps um, terrifying as I kind of made it sound just now. There are lots of places you have not been before. It's a big island. There are lots of tunnels. It's fine. You eventually are led out into sort of a, almost looks like maybe sort of an amphitheater. There's sort of a a big open area outside. You see light as you head forward and you're sort of of on this flat cliff area where there are a few places where there are seats, benches, um, and standing in the middle of this open space is another Sniv. Waves jollily at you all as you all exit and come heading his way. Band practice? <laughs> what? I it's mean, it's an amphitheater. Yeah. So she thinks. Band well, practice. maybe let's. What? What's our she business be, here yes. first, Bria? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Flick. Let's go. Stay, staying on target here. <laughs> so geez, I'm here so to geez. light shit on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So the Mirko turns to you all and says, "We're just really, really, I think, pleased." with the work that we've been doing on these. I think you all are going to be impressed at at the power that we have available to to you through I, these ooh, devices. A I little demonstration about this. They're not gonna Yes. We're gonna do a little demonstration. No. Would one of you like to join in the demonstration just so you can really it's not it shouldn't be <laughs> deadly, but just so you can really feel the power that we have at your fingertips. Flick is raising his hand and I know that I'm not really Mirko, your brother, but that part of me that's still connected to his consciousness, very excited about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it wasn't him, it was going to be me, obviously. That's right. But, you know. I don't. What? Yeah, Flick is on. Uh, he's absolutely into this. I love it. So, uh, Mirko does, and Mirko sort of takes you over uh, to the center of this area, and you, you know, Sniv sort of, all right, nice to see you, meet you. Uh, it's unclear how we sort of do this when there's many of me. You know, it's okay. <laughs> uh, we, we know each other uh, deep down, you know? That sounds in really the, wrong. In the deep down place. Okay, yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, <laughs> Mirko turns back to you all and says, uh, anyone else want to part- be part of the demonstration? Um, otherwise, take your seats, please. Says Dara will start cartwheeling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah! Excellent. All right, so this? you end up you end up down there uh, with Flick and this Sniv. Uh, this is our bond. Bria and Dara. Kit, you all are, are having a seat, or what's going on with you two? Oh, taking a seat and getting ready to cast a healing spirit. <laughs> And for that, we thank you. Bria? Real Sniv is not here, right? Real No, Real Sniv has not arrived yet. You, all okay. only, you, Bria, only left them at the Eastern Island like two days ago, maybe three days ago. I'd have to go back and count them up, and I, I will because i got to keep the calendar. Um, but it definitely has not been long enough for them to have gotten back here from the East yet. Okay, I, maybe it's just because of my uh, very deep friendship with Sniv now, but I'm very disturbed <laughs> by this. So I'm going to get my my mommy blinders ready to blind <laughs> my face when this happens. I don't think I want to see this. Okay, Everyone so so we got so Bria excited. with mommy blinders. Kit is uh is staff and magic at the ready and Bizdira and Flick uh, and Sniv are hanging out in the center of the amphitheater and uh you, <laughs> you watch uh Mirko and the Bizdiras and the other Sniv uh help you all like get into help you to uh Bria and Kit take your seats and then like not 
inconspicuously, they like back up and go back inside the tunnel. Like just inside, but back in the tunnel (laughs) that you all came from. And they all in unison start to count down. Five, four, three, two, one. And as the countdown reaches zero, I need Bizdira and Flick to make dexterity saving throws as Sniv explodes Uh in a splatter of all glorp and fire bigger than anything you all have seen before. Bizdira, what did you get on your dexterity saving throw? I got a 21. Well, that saves, and so with your evasion, you somehow avoid all damage, and I think I might know how... Flick, what'd you get? <laughs> I got a dirty 20. Oh, okay. All right. So it's not by hiding behind. That's <laughs> sort of what I was expecting. I, could, I expected her to be kind of on the other side. My guess is that, like, the second they finish counting, she just starts backflipping and manages to miss <laughs> oh, everything cool. in a weird Matrix way. That's how I, I pictured it. I love that. Like, spinning Sorry. and flipping and... Yes, absolutely. So you're able to sort of, as you're spinning around, really take in the majesty of this enormous explosion as it deals. Get ready with that healing spirit kit. (laughs) Gotta roll more dice. I ran out. Such a joke. Well, I only have 12 hit points, so... (laughs) Should we continue (laughs) with the counting? 40. We've had a long rest. Yeah. So it deals 42 damage, uh, which you have to 21 flick, and Bizdira, you take none of. Uh, and it, and it is a, it is an impressive explosion, and you definitely feel it flick. It's not, well, that might be the most damage. No, you've taken more damage than that at one go. I think so. Uh, but it, but it I've definitely feels- I've been eaten feels... by a giant worm. Does that, I'm sure that <laughs> There you go. Happen. That's true. That's true. It definitely feels very powerful. You all heard the number, so I'll, I'll leave it up to you all how you react, uh, particularly you two who are in the midst of it. Um, Bria, I'm sure, just has her eyes covered because she just watched Sniv explode from the inside but out. But some of it just got on my hands, so I go, I actually think that at the same moment as you do that, the other remaining Sniv, who like hadn't put two and two together before it happened, also goes, (laughs) And and now can you please edit those together for me? (laughs) Yes, definitely. I love this, and I almost wish that they had given Bria and Kit, like, little ponchos. Oh, like, yeah. Like the flash 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 that would have been very funny, and I should have done that, but I didn't. But that's very funny. That's okay. We, we, we'll, we'll get somebody on making ponchos for the people actually yeah, going to totally. Great. Guys. Perfection. <laughs> Wild, but perfection. Beetle ponchos! Um, wait, we all have cleaning stones anyway, right? There's yeah, like, we're, we're fine. Around, so 27 like, of them, yeah. Yeah. I think Flick, I mean, he probably would have, like, managed that deck save with, like, his broom. Like, he tried to go up okay. but around or whatever, and it just, like, sure. completely brought him back to the floor. So he's, like, sprawled out on the ground with, like, a layer of soot and all glorp just, like, covering him. And he'll just <laughs> lift up his head and go, that was amazing! <laughs> you get a golf clap from Bizdira in the background. I love it. I love it. Yeah, the uh, the two Bizdiras and the Sniv and Mirko uh, sort of come back forward, uh, give a little applause with you, Bizdira, and sort of say, "So, what do you think? Seems effective. Seems Efficient. pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Is the counting the fuse, or is it like at will? Yes. Uh, like so, 
explain mm-hmm. that process. Yeah, so there are a couple of different uh, ways that these can be triggered. The easiest is to have one of us, uh, and they all, all four of them raise their hand at the same time, uh, one of us with you, uh, so that uh, I can, it's fair, this is so confusing, because they are all themselves, but also the Allglorp. So what they say, <laughs> and it's exactly as confusing as it sounds, is it's best if one of us is with you so that I can detonate it. <laughs> Great. Um, but there are also, there are other ways, like, you could, less pleasant, but um, you could, like, k- kill the creature, which would cause the bomb okay. to detonate, mm, um, to which you should yeah. be pretty careful of. Um, yeah. But also good to know for sending them out into battle and just let them fight until death and then <clears throat> kind of thing. Yeah. The four Glorp people sort of look around at each other, uh, and Mirko doesn't seem bothered by it, uh, and neither do the Bizdiras, but... <laughs> Sniv looks, well, Sniv is, uh, you know, the Allglorp doesn't He's mind that another soul. Sniv body just blew up, but, like, the part of the Sniv body that is Sniv uh, is concerned about it. Uh, and, the tender soul. It's yeah. Fine. At which point, Bizdira will put her hand on his shoulder and say, I know it was kind of you, but it's still not really you, so... Her, no, I know, I, I, I know, it's it's all right, I'm not even, I'm not even me. <laughs> <laughs> Does this Mirko have a memory of being the Mirko who blew up on the Northern Island? Uh, no. Okay. No, it's, um, the first thing that comes to mind, and this is such a weird poll, I'm sure none of you will have seen it, but there's a, a show called Dark Matter that's now on Netflix, I think it was originally on Sci-Fi, um, but they had a thing where you could clone yourself, and your clone would be created in a far-off place, and that's how you could travel. But if your clone died, instead of returning to the pod when you were done with your trip, you lost all the memories from mm-hmm. the from the clone. So that's sort of how I imagine it working. And then how many do we have? How many bombs do we have? So Mer- the Mirko sort of steps forward and says, oh, have I got good news for you. So first of all, I should make clear that, as you all noticed, that one that we just demonstrated for you was inside a, a more familiar body for you. Uh, it was very recently made. Mm-hmm. All of the other ones have been cooking for some time and are likely even more potent than our Sniv was. I was wondering about that. Mm-hmm. To explain the mechanics for you all a little bit, a normal delayed blast fireball increases in damage by 1d6 for every round that it sits unexploded. We're not doing that for years and centuries of (laughs) rounds. No, no. Uh, We are capping it out at the same amount that the spell would cap out at, because the spell duration is a minute. So most of the bombs that you all have will do 22d6 fire damage. Holy, whoa. Yep, perfect. Amazing. Wow, so we don't even need anybody else's help. Yeah, like, we're good. (laughs) I mean... Oh, but how many do we have? It's... I'm assuming it's fire damage, right? It is fire damage, yes. Then we... And we need something to deal with the fire elementals, even if all Mm -hmm. of this magically killed all the other ones. Right, (laughs) right, right. right. Well, and you know, like, the fire element... The fire part of it definitely is going to be immune. The water part is probably going to be resistant, right? Who knows about the air and the earth, but, like, yes, it's a lot of very potent damage that will be very useful in certain situations, right? But not in all. So, as, uh, now that that's all settled, uh, Mirko turns to you, uh, Bria, to answer your question more about how many. He says, well, we have had to do a little bit of testing, a little bit of rejiggering. We had a few accidents over the years, what can I say? But we think that we have enough for you all to be able to transport them with a reasonable amount of glorp to keep them cohesive for uh, long enough to do what they need to do. And so he says, so in total, uh, we have 30 
for you, but not all of them are at maximum potency yet. Um, this version of the spell sort of takes longer to mature. So the older ones are at full potency, um, but they're also the more fragile ones. Once we create a bomb inside a glorp body, it's really delicate work to change the body at all and even, and you know, not worth the risk to transfer it to another one. So some of the older bodies are very fragile and you would do well to be very careful with them. Some of the newer ones are a little hardier, um, but do a little, are not quite as ripe. Um, and it's just a, it'll be a, for, for you all to know, uh, it'll be a roll and that'll determine how many, how, which, how old it is and how many D6s you get, but it'll probably between, be between like 16 and 22. I assume this would be a good strategy point for Kit with her transport through trees to get them to the Northern Island rather than put them on a ship with other non people. Well, I was gonna ask, do we know what happens when something blows up inside of a bag of holding? <laughs> we lose all of our goods. <laughs> well, we have two, because my intention for, quote unquote, my bag of holding was to fill the whole thing with glorp and then stick right. glorp people inside of it. Oh, I didn't I don't know think that second big part of the plan. <laughs> Although I love it, I don't think they're big enough. Absolutely wild. So the question is, what happens if something blows up inside the bag of holding? A closed bag of holding. (laughs) A little, (laughs) yeah, a little smoke comes out. Didn't want to assume that it was open. (laughs) I mean, technically, the bag of holding is like an extra-dimensional storage space. So assuming that the bag wasn't like open, or you weren't like in the process of putting in or taking out the the bomb, we're going to call it, as it explodes, it probably would be contained within there. I'm not super sure that it would go well for anything else in the bag, but I don't think it would have too much of an effect outside of the bag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that is that was their demonstration for you. Uh, and Sniff says, hi, uh, anything else you wanted to, uh, to discuss about uh, plans? Karin is flipping through notes and we're all just waiting. <laughs> I was going to say, Kit, do you have anything? So Mirko uh, has been quite, quite excited about all of this uh, and and turns and says, oh, uh, while we were walking over, I was thinking more about your plan for the teleportation circle. Um, where do you want that circle? Where were you thinking? Because I have ideas, but where were you thinking that the destination circle would be inscribed? I feel like we can't I feel like we need to explore the central island before we answer that question because I feel like it's either somewhere on the central island or potentially on like a boat that will be Oh, up interesting. There. So okay, so the only thing, he says, is I need a year in the same place to inscribe this circle. So, first of all, uh, I think, I don't remember exactly what you said the timeline was based on the prophecy, and then you watch as all four of them, the two Bizdiers, Mirko and Sniv, all sort of cran their heads and look up as if they're all thinking together, and then they say, oh, right, okay, so we have a little bit more than a year left, so you all do have time if you need to scout the Central Island for a spot, but need a full a full year's worth of days to inscribe the circle. We could definitely do it on the central island, uh, depending on the threat level there. Um, alternatively, for what it's worth, you know, I know you, Kit, have your tree spell. I know we wanted to have it there so we could ferry lots of people, but it sounds like we're also going to be doing a little bit of 
back and forth with the Western Islands. So that's another thought that we had about the teleportation circle, depending on what you all imagined your plans were for transportation. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about the Western Island connection? Is your thought that that would be like a pre-battle situation or like to ferry the Glorp? Um, so it would be, I, we were thinking a little of both from what you all said. I mean, obviously ferrying the Glorp, but then also aren't the aren't your Cobalt friend shipwrights building ships in the West? So if we could get there, I mean, obviously it would still require a boat ride, but we wouldn't need the boats to come West to South to Central now. Right, um, and we did talk about having a uh, alert system of Glorp folks around the Western Island. So that would be another reason to have that. Well, we're gonna, you're going to have those... I mean, that's a, a thing for all three, right? For West, South, and East. It's just that West is currently where they aren't. Right. Right, mm-hmm. right. Gotcha, gotcha. And that would need to be in place before a year or so. That'll be a tree walk, probably. Not quite as... Oh, right, 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 yeah. right. Well, that's true. That's true. It's it's up to you all. You have some time uh, before we have to decide. I, You know, we have, like I said, we have more, a little more than a year, so we've got some time to think about it. Is, is the Allglorp's power shared with itself? So, for example, could we create multiple Mercos who could work like the Arcanists did to all put the same energy into this spell to potentially create it faster so or sort of one on it, each mm-hmm. it gets it, one on each would normally be possible interesting thought about the multiple of us working on the same spell and you can see whatever part of Mirko's personality still exists in this glorp creature like is very curious about that possibility um but then he says but the problem is the amount of power and resources and material components required to etch a new transportation circle, we simply don't have enough of it to do more than one. We could probably eventually obtain enough, but likely not within the year that we year plus that we have left. But could it speed along the process? The multiple castings, we could certainly try it. We have time before the year starts counting, so we could we could do some experiments on on lesser spells and see if that's a possibility. Other question: Can you go into like more of the mechanics, the the <laughs> meta mechanics of what the transportation circle actually is and what it does? I'm just imagining Bazir being like, si- like confidential hand. Like, could you tell us more about the rules? I love it. Um, tell us, tell us what the stats are on this spell. <laughs> as you cast the spell, you draw a ten foot diameter circle on the ground inscribed with sigils that link your location to a permanent teleportation circle of your choice, whose sigil sequence you know, and that's on the same plane of existence as you. A shimmering portal opens within the circle you drew and remains open until the end of your next turn. Any creature that enters the portal instantly appears within five feet of the destination circle or in the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. You can create a permanent teleportation circle by casting the spell in the same location every day for one year. You need not use the circle to teleport when you cast the spell in this way. Okay, so we're looking more for a destinational... Like, it's not, like, a back and forth, right? Well, so, right. So we want to decide where the permanent circle that I'm creating is going to be located, and then I can transport people from anywhere there, because I will know that circle's sigil sequence. But it's the only place that I'll be able to send people. We really need to scout out the central island. Okay. We need to decide if we want that to be a troops going in, 
or a fleeing point to rest and recoup. Mm-hmm. That's what I was mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. Or get more glorp or whatever. Like because once we're on the central island, as long as it's not every like you know a couple times a day, we have I hate just saying we have kit, but like we do have the ability to just do that. Whereas like if we're just bringing troops in, like that's really great. But if we need to f- to retreat at all, we're potentially screwed. Yeah, that's a really good point. We can get more, like, if it's the end of his next turn and we have a long initiative, we have a lot of time to get people over. That's true. Ish. You know, like, mechanically speaking. Um, <laughs> that's the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's a... A, a question to decide on is like, do we want to retreat or do we want a yeah. like the actual of function right. of the circle itself? Because the thing is, yeah, like what was brought up with the Western Island is that the the kobolds that are building ships, like we have that ability, and we, you know, there might be someone in the enclave that has a little bit more power to do something similar to bring folks over once we. You know, clear our names with them. Well, what are some possibilities, you know, in terms of both? Like, locations for both oh. situations, you know? Well, in that case, so so that rules out the Western Island, Mirko says. Like, that's those are, those are great points. And we were sort of thinking about this in a different way when we suggested uh, the Western Island. But that all makes sense. So there's one crossed off the list. The other thing is, too, is that if we're trying to get people on each island to help us fight then we need more of a retreat than we need people to go unless it's from the southern island where we have glorp bombs and just general glorp to keep certain of our allies alive. Mirko Mirko thinks about something for a second and says, oh, I should also make sure that we understand um, I can send people from anywhere to wherever we set this circle, but that process takes about a minute for me to draw the temporary sigils to cast the spell as a transport spell. So just want to be sure that you all realize that this isn't a uh, quick retreat into the teleportation circle. This is a retreat and get a message to me a minute plus away mm-hmm. to start casting. Right. If if that's if the if retreat is the point of the circle. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Good which to is know. which is fine, but it means you don't like you don't want to probably go too far inland in the center for this circle because well, from your reports, uh, it sounds like things get pretty bad pretty quick over there. Is this something that we maybe want to marinate on? Because we also have to, like, go to the Eastern Island and talk to those people. Like, we do have things on the to-do list that we need to get done. Is this an, a question that we need to answer now? Or is this something that we could maybe come back to you about? Maybe when we know a little bit more about, like, what's going on over there and what, like, what help they're willing to give us and that kind of thing? Yeah, Mirko says, no, you, there's no need to decide right now. We have time before the year timer starts. And, and I'm gonna, we are gonna, it says we, we are gonna work on uh, seeing if if multiple of me can speed up the the process i I don't know we gotta sort of because it's all coming from me so maybe it wouldn't normally you couldn't just get a bunch of wizards together and Mm -hmm. cast it you know 300 plus times in an hour and be done but we'll experiment a little so we have stuff to work on before you all pick a location one more mechanical question about him casting the spell yeah if we decided that we wanted the permanent one to be on the central island does that Uh mean mirko has to go and hang out on the central island for a year to cast the spell in the same spot every single day either that or you're 
transporting him via plants every single day for a year. Right, which doesn't, which doesn't, oh, which doesn't work anyway, because you can only do it once, so it's yeah. a one-way trip regardless. Yeah, so if, if that's the case and he's on the central island, he will need to live there for a year to cast that spell every day. Which we don't know if that will be possible, given the conditions of the island. Right. Yeah. That kind of leads into my next question, which is, like, what is our, like, do we have an exact time frame to know, like, okay, say we have, like, a month to decide, right? Well, how long will it take us if we wanted to go to the Southern Island to check it out? How long would it take us to get there? How would we get there? Like, because you haven't touched anything there yet, any plants, so it's not like we can just pop on over in a heartbeat. We'd actually have to, like, sail over. To the Central Island? Yeah, Yeah. or fly over on our old ship, which should be still here, yeah? You all have about two months months. before the year timer starts. I forget what they are called, and everyone's going to say it so fast, because you all have brains still. Um, The things that were in the sky here on the Southern Islands. Sky abolites. Can we we fly on their backs to the Central Island? (laughs) Um, I think actually, as you laugh, Bizdira, so do the other two Bizdiras. Oh, that's creepy. Um, <laughs> and Mirko sort of says, I, uh, you could, I guess, it would be a surprisingly dangerous journey for like several reasons. Didn't we learn first thing is that their mucus yeah. deals psychic damage? We can't damage? touch them. That's one of the reasons, yeah. I uh, no. enjoyed them a lot. I so not only did I not remember that, but this is very in character for Bria. Yes. I was just going to say, of course it is Bria yeah. that suggested it, because there's still a little residual, I love those thoughts. Yeah, guys. they love no. my art. They're the only but, people in this whole world who have ever commented on my art. <laughs> that is not true. Oh, that's not true. Plenty of folks have commented on it. Go Excuse ahead, Sarah. me. Pausing on that for a second, <laughs> but the ship that we took from the eastern to southern island, which mocks and them retrofitted with the flying stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That should still be here, right? Because we took the yep. submarine, the Manta Ray submarine from here to north. So we have a flying ship here right now. Make inside checks. Oh, God. Oh, God. What'd you get this time, Flick? Uh, that is a 26. Nice. Kit. 12. And Bizdira? 7. Bria? 24. Okay, Bria and Flick. As soon as Bizdira starts talking about the flying ship, Mirko in particular, but all four of the Glort people sort of like look at the floor. What did you do with the ship? It was fascinating artificing that went into that. Did you take it apart? Yes, but I'm 99% sure we can put it back together very well. Well, maybe let's get on that ASAP, please. <laughs> Come on. Just, just maybe let's Bria, just notice Bria is not mentioning any part of this. I I don't care if this thing works <laughs> or not. Correct. Correct. Uh, also, I do love that it's the brothers who are arguing yeah, about like, this. Yeah, just like, come on. <laughs> what was that about? That, that's totally something my little brother would have done, too. He would have taken part of the I know he would have. <laughs> do not take my things. You break everything, you little you shit. You left it here. You gave that's... us a submarine. We All the Let's... more reason I should be able to do what I want. Can your submarine okay. okay. has not okay. been taken okay. apart. Okay. It is still okay. a one piece, okay? Shh. Even with horny I hydras. Can see, I can see that you're feeling frustrated. <laughs> and it's absolutely okay to be frustrated, but we don't raise our voices or throw things. And we don't Came break our, nobody our threw anything. siblings. Hey, hey. Nobody yes. threw anything, you. but one of the Bizdiras has a dagger that she just like, puts <laughs> back in her belt. <laughs> can we... Are, are we? Can we start checking more stuff off of Kit's checklist? Yeah, wait. 
<laughs> Freya's getting antsy now. We've been in this oh. amphitheater for a rather long time, it feels and like. the spoons are like shaking in our hands. <laughs> she, she, she picks up her, her spoons. She goes, band practice anything. I'll take anything. Band practice. Please. Please stop the fighting. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it should be dauntless if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us that rating and a review. We're having such a good time reading these. I, it really does bring us so much joy at the end of every episode. We've had so many in a row, so many surprises. So yeah, we've got several more. I think this week and next week have ones recorded on them uh, and then we're out again. So bring them on. This is great. We also want to remind you, of course, about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. Not only that, but you're supporting several other creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. I do want to take a moment. It's the end of the month, so we got extra names to read this week uh, as we recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you, of course, to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Ark, to our Honorary Party Member 7, to our Shimmer Skill Tribe Leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat, and of course to our Shimmer Skill Council Members, Nat Rose, Tony A. Ellis, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Sam Ellis, Kelsey G, Jay Sprig, Gordon Ross, Sam Rodman, Jabari Bunch, Tanya C. DePass, Adam Mando Wookie, Avari Roman, Shane, Sophia, Lavender Kazi, and our newest council member, Steven Sakura. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? 
dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick, or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle. Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. All right, really quickly before we get done with this, we are coming up rapidly on the end of this season, and we've only got one season left in this story, folks. So we're going to wrap this season up in the next probably two to four weeks. Not really sure yet. We haven't finished recording it, so guess we'll let you know. And then we're probably going to take a hiatus, at which point we will have news for you about the finale season. We have some really exciting plans in the works for it, and we're trying to work out logistics right now, but I'm really excited for you all to hear and maybe potentially see at least some of season 10. So stay tuned for that, but know it is coming. Okay, that's all the announcements we've got for you this week. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. How does our list look, Kit? Anything else left on the Southern Island? I think that we have gone over everything. The only thing, and I think this is now a bigger picture strategy conversation, but just was whether the Alglorp had any insights into our battle plans and how we should approach the upcoming fight. Yeah, so I think last week slash 10 minutes ago or however long it's been for your player, for your characters. One of the things that the Algorit mentioned was that it was going to ruminate on the prophecy to see if it came up with anything else. And so it right. will roll in, it will roll in military strategy of that because the truth is the beast, uh, sorry, the Alglorp has been around for at least one appearance of the beast, but like not up close and personal, right? Like mm-hmm. it was down here, it was underground, it survived. And so it actually... And it, <laughs> I think the way that the four Glorp people say this is probably less uh, straightforward because the All Glorp does not like to admit this, but it doesn't know a ton more about than you about the creature and the central island and its defenses and things like that. So I think its answer to that question is just like, as you all get more information about it, it can process that and try and help. But right now, not enough data input. <laughs> cool. Then I think we're good. <laughs> okay. So you have already talked about uh, getting stuff for the Eastern Island. Um, there are documents that they're going to provide you. Uh, they're going to provide you with a Glorp person to a Glorp cultist who will go with you and Glorpify in front of people so they understand that. And then there are there are non-Glorp cultist followers. So there will be other, there may be other points of contact for you that are already there in the East, but that's what you're going to be provided with. Um, was there anything else you needed for that? I don't think so. Okay. How are you? Oh, never mind. I was about to ask how you're getting back to the Eastern Island. You have so many vehicle options, but you're not going to take any of them. Uh- <laughs> no, but the one thing is, is during, because I think we, we arrived this day, so we need to long rest. So, Biz is going to attune to the air key and has given the water key to Kit. Oh, okay. So we can deal with that. We'll do, we'll do that. We'll talk about that in the morning because you'll need eight hours to right. attune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to sleep in one of the comfy beds. Oh, like in the mm-hmm. apartments? Well, do they have any, like, any castles? I don't know. Castles? Yeah. Where did you see a castle? Do you know what island we're on? Wait. (laughs) This is New York City, baby. 
Okay, right? fine. I want I want the highest penthouse then. There we go. Castle. It's a very egalitarian society here, so everything's, you know, sort of largely high <laughs> uh, roll. You can definitely you can definitely get set up in in the in some of the apartments up on the surface, yeah. Okay, and I want one with a view. Of what? In the park. <laughs> a forest view or city view? <laughs> Both. I want it it's over it's over the park. Oh, you want to, oh, over the park where the Arconium yeah. is and stuff. Okay, yeah. all right, sure, we'll find you something. Absolutely. You are going to misplace <laughs> a Glort family that has been living there for centuries. I hope you realize. Why do we got to go there? <laughs> Dima's like, I do not care about this conversation. I, I snuggle with the child's bear then at nighttime if we're going to have to. I would never do that. <laughs> you would. You I would. I would not. <gasps> Bria would. You wouldn't. Bria would. <laughs> so when you request these lodgings, the all glorp, you know, sends, sends glorpers. Uh, oh, is that what they're called? No, it's kind of gross. Glorpers. Yeah. To, uh, to get, to get how many apartments ready, you monsters? Four. Four. All right. So goes to, they go to prepare okay. four <laughs> apartments. Um, you all are escorted by this little quartet of glorp versions of you and your friends uh, <laughs> to a building that miraculously overlooks the park with the Arcanium <laughs> in it. It's real out of place because that's in the middle of a commercial district, but it's fine. Um, it's like downtown in most places. <laughs> sure. And when you get there, uh, you you head up the stairs because uh, you're in a nice, tall, high floor apartment. There are no elevators in this building? Come on. No. Oh, well then I don't want to be up high. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. And when, fine, when you get to the lobby of this building and your apartment is on whatever floor you've requested, um, you are met by Hush. Hello. Bizdera's gonna go, shh. And Hush sort of nods. Hush, definitely, you all, no inside joke required, you all got the sense, a little nervous to see you all again. But as you do that, Bizdera, uh, they sort of, they nod and seem, seem pleased uh, and say, shh. Yeah. Bazir's gonna be like, I still got an issue with you. Yeah. Sir. Uh, and like the smile, like the big, I just, and then you say that and they're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And they escort you, uh, the, your friends go off away to do other things, uh, and Hush escorts you all to your apartments, um, and reveals that they are to be uh, your glorp, one of your glorp people that heads to the Eastern Island with you, but not the one that is gonna glorpify. Hush actually says that they're hoping to reconnect with Octavia and the Enclave. Oh, huh. sure. Oh my god, the confused faces. I love it. Because we're remembering that we did, it was Hush like, was the enclave. The buffering si- sign above <laughs> yes. each one of our heads. Exactly right. Like, uh, the wheel of doom. I, I think that was true, except for Kit, who seemed more concerned than confused. It was because of the transition. I thought that you were talking about like the person that was going to be glorified, and he was like, oh, I have to connect. Like The all-glorp has to connect to the person they're going to glorify. I was like, how the fuck did he get Octavia? So that's that's where my brain went. Oh, that would be very bad, but no. <laughs> no. My brain was remembering that Hush was a glorp person now, right? And so is this not that? Which which is this glorp Hush or is this original OG Hush? My guess is there was no OG Hush. So I think what you all would have pieced together and and frankly could have at any point asked Octavia to fill in some holes about, um, there was at one point uh, a real hush, but that was a long time ago. And 
the odds that that original hush is still around and in a situation where they could freely move about is unlikely. Mm-hmm. So this is almost certainly a Glorp hush. Bria, make it, just, just Bria for right now, make an insight check for me. Um, though you are all around for this conversation, I just want to continue her thought line real quick. 17. It is very confusing to talk to Hush about this because you're having these questions, Bria, and as they talk, there are moments where you're like, yeah, they... I mean, they may not be the original, but some of that personality, some of those memories still exist. Mm -hmm. And clearly there is actual, uh, you almost feel like it's like homesickness and longing Mm. for this thing that sort of had been long forgotten until you all showed up in a lot of ways. But it's also not that, right? There's something else. And and you can, I mean, you all are smart enough. You can piece together that that there is a little bit of the Alglorp here and there is a little bit of of original Hush's personhood here. So motives are probably, honestly, to be fully honest, because 17 is not bad, probably mixed. Okay. So Hush, uh, uh, without, unless there are other questions or things to discuss, they seem uh, relieved that you all are going, have a, you know, are not uh, objecting to their accompanying you. I think they probably linger for a little while. Uh, maybe they deliver you to your apartment last, Bizdira, and are real quiet when it's just the two of you when you drop off whoever was second to last, and then they walk you to your door, like, in silence, show it to you and sort of say, uh, you know, ask, like, are, are we are we cool? She's like, I got my issues still, but we're cool. <laughs> oh god, I'm having we're terrible, not terrible flashbacks. <laughs> not gonna be besties anytime soon. W- wouldn't dream of it, don't deserve it. At least you know that. <laughs> Vizdira, make an insight check. That's a 13. They seem they seem relieved uh, more than anything. We're on the same side, but you Yeah, know, exactly. I'm right. Not like going there is to, an under There's an underlying thing, and I'm not going to be accepting any like food or drink from <laughs> anyone yeah, on and, this island ever. And and with a 13, at the very least, you're like they get that, and you know that, and that's fine. Like, you all can be allies without being friends, that's fine. Well, I mean, Hush beat me over the head, but Sniv was the one that poisoned me. That's true, to be fair. Yeah, so, there, there's still, like, some underlying stuff with Sniv, but... <laughs> yeah, but there's so many of him at this point. I mean, you've already seen two, and one of them got blowed up. That must have been sort of satisfying. That, that was very, that was very good. I would love to see a Hush get blown up, too, to be fair. <laughs> Now, I will say, there are things about this hush that you all notice that make you feel like this is the hush that you all interacted with. You've never seen any other hushes. Interesting. So you all can rest. Uh, it is a lovely, cozy night's sleep. in, or, or, or it's a terrible night's sleep because it's been years since you tried to sleep in anything this comfortable. I don't, whichever you feel is more correct for your character, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Biz is too. She's probably like tied up the door somehow so it won't open without her, like it being really difficult. She's like booby trapped. I thought Biz wasn't sleeping. <laughs> the Oglorp actually provides an, a do not disturb sign in Esperanto to put on the, the door. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, kid? I thought that Biz was spending the night attuning to the air key. I mean, I feel like she went to bed early to do that, but still get some sleep. All right, that's fine. Because you all also don't have to leave very first thing in the morning. So you can you all, you can go to bed early, Bizdira. You can wake up early. You all don't leave first thing in the morning for the east, but but you can do that. So I do feel like Bria is the one person with a problem with the bed. 
I end up crawling into somebody else's room. I actually, Kit's room. Is it Bizdira's? Because that's dangerous. Yes, exactly. I I think the instinct is Bizdira, and then she goes, "No, you're an idiot," and then she heads over to someone else's, probably Kit's room, because she knows that Flick is already snuggled up with the broom. Yeah, and I think never leaves my side. I'm actually still mounted. Never leaves your thighs. (laughs) Just like hovering above the bed, sleeping. (laughs) All right. Well, this tableau multi-room tableau is where we find you all in the morning. When you wake up, Bizdira, you've been up for a while now. Um, your friends go about their, their morning ablutions and, and such uh, while you are still sitting and staring at, for all the world, what looks like every other key that you all have found. I mean, that's not unusual. They all basically look the same, even the elemental ones, until they're activated. And after oh, I don't know, eight hours or so, uh, you begin to understand the key. And as you understand it, sort of sub Consciously, you take the top and the right point of the star in one hand, and you take the lower and the left point in another, and you sort of squeeze them together. And as you do, those corners meet, and they form a boomerang. This air boomerang gives you the following things. You now know how to, well, first of all, how to use boomerangs. So you have proficiency in boomerangs. Unlike normal boomerangs, which will return to you if you miss your target when you throw them, this one returns to you regardless. If you hit an enemy, if you miss an enemy, it returns to you uh, at the at the end of the round. Uh, sorry, at the end of your turn. Uh, so... It is always with you. Uh, When it hits, it deals 1d4 bludgeoning and 2d6 thunder damage. I'm turning green. (laughs) And uh, finally, you can, as an action, use something called storm wind. Stormwinds is basically you're going to throw the boomerang and sort of cause the boomerang to arc around and like transcribe a circle around your enemies. Uh, And in mechanics speak, uh, you can throw the boomerang in a 10 foot radius circle centered on a point within 10 feet of you. All the creatures inside of that circle, except yourself, have to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw or take 2d4 lightning damage and be blinded until the end of their next turn. Nice. Very impressive. If they make their save, they take they take no damage and are not blinded. Okay. But it's basically you you throw it and it sort of sets up this lightning net within the circle that then triggers when you catch the boomerang again and causes the damage and the blindness. Now, is that all the effects? <laughs> uh that yeah, I mean, you know, just like with all the other keys, mm-hmm. the longer you're attuned, there are more tiers mm-hmm. of powers, blah blah blah. But yes, that's what you get right now. Now, am I, is this something that me as a monk are able to use? So this one, yes. It rules as written, boomerangs uh, do not count. It has to be a melee weapon, and a boomerang is technically classed as a ranged weapon. But this one is special, and also I think of boomerangs as thrown weapons, which are mm-hmm. technically melee weapons. So I'm going to say yes, Bizdira, you can use this one as part of your um, part of your monk weapons. The only thing I will point out, uh, mm-hmm. well, two things. One, the boomerang doesn't return to you until the end of your turn. Right. If you hit, so you would only be able to throw it once successfully once per round. Mm-hmm. Also, the storm winds ability is not a capital A attack, so you wouldn't be able to do that and use flurry of blows or an unarmed strike as a bonus action if you did that action with it. So you you have that uh, in your arsenal now. You can uh, you, when you release it, if you choose, it will go back into you know inverted side star form mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but you can always call it back 
to boomerang form. Uh, so the four of you uh, meet together to get ready for your day. Bizdira saunters in. When you come in, where where and in what form is this key? Like, is it like, are you like holding it up in the air? Like, showing? I think she's, <laughs> I think she's like playing with it, like flipping it up in the air to see like how well it moves and like, you know, like people play with like, like fidget spinners. No, no, not fidget spinners. Like, um, butterfly knives. Oh, and that's sure. how she's kind of like playing with it. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. So that's what you all see as Bizdira comes down, uh, and you know that <laughs> Bizdira has now attuned to three of the four keys, or three keys, three different keys that you three all have found yeah. over the course of this adventure. Yes. Thrilling. I love it. As you all undoubtedly have many questions to pepper her with, that is where we will leave it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week <laughs> to find out which one of her friends Bizdira accidentally hits with the boomerang first. <laughs> It'll be me. It's me. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D Last Refuge. And once again, Yay! this week, speaking of reviews, we have another review this week from CDP 090217. Uh, and CDP says, must listen. Five stars. This actual play podcast, an absolute must listen. I heard about TLR when DM Jazzy Hands went to OrcaCon near Seattle in January and plugged his podcast after his panel. I forgot I did that. I'm glad I did. Uh, since then, I've been binging nonstop to catch up, and I finally did today. That's four months. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. No, that's five. Well, when you wrote this, which was at the end of May, apologies, it's taken so long. It was four months. Anyway, I gotta keep reading. Just as good or even better than heavy hitters like the Adventure Zone or Dungeons and Daddies. Yes. Ooh, ooh, that feels good to me personally to be compared with them. I love that show. DM Jazzy Hands' storytelling is intriguing, immersive, and cohesive, and a delight. <laughs> And a delight for the ear holes. <laughs> the players have a perfect balance of fun and serious emotion as they come together like a family to help create this wonderful story. Highly recommend. Oh, thank you so much for that thank review. Thank you so much. Thank and you. And truly, taking that Dungeons and Daddies comment to the bank, that's going to make me feel good for the rest of the week. <laughs> uh, you should leave one so it can be, so I can be happy again. Or email. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Pizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. And so the four of you, and the two Brias, and the Sniv, and Excuse the Mirko. Me? Two Bizdiras. So the four of you, and the two Bizdiras, <laughs> and the Sniv, and the Mirko. It does uh, change the tone of the party, head, though. It you does. know, two Brias versus two Bizdiras. We would get nothing done. Nothing. <laughs> We already struggle to get anything done. <laughs> I congrats. Speaking of not getting anything done, I congratulate you all on watching me try to make that something I could just edit out and move on <laughs> and insisting on going back and making jokes about it. So now I can't. Of course. So now it's a blooper. You're welcome. <laughs> Congratulations. No, it can't be a blooper because otherwise it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> now it's a blooper.